0: Welcome to another episode of the Renegade Detroit Investors Podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Burgess, professional real estate investor, permaculture and urban farmer, curmudgeon, and skeptic. What is Renegade Detroit Investors? RDI is a local real estate investment and business group that meets monthly at various locations throughout Metro Detroit. This group is about networking and doing deals. Saint your grandma's Rhea, folks. No sales from the front Ever. And no smells, stale coffee, been gay, indoor disappointment. You know that mothball smell where well, they haven't done a deal in ten years, so they keep showing up, right? I used to be great once. RDI is also this podcast where once a week I sit down with interesting and successful business people getting shit done and I pick their brain for your entertainment and hopefully education as well. And if you enjoy this podcast, please give it a like, share it across the internet. And if you wouldn't mind, it'd be really helpful to me if you reviewed it on iTunes or Stitcher or whatever app you're listening to it on. It is a free podcast and all that does help. I'm not doing this so you can listen to it. And I got one one person, you know, I'm doing this for hopefully millions of people at some point. So share if you don't mind. I appreciate it. If you have a comment or you want to send me a message, maybe you want me to ask a particular question or there's a guest you want me to have on. Um, go ahead and reach out to me at dot renegadedetroit.com, renegadedetroit.com. If you're interested in attending the local meetings, go to meetup.com forward slash investors or facebook.com forward slash Detroit Investment Club. You can hit me up on Twitter at Jeremy Burgess. And if I ever get these videos edited and up there, you can go to youtube.com forward slash user forward slash Detroit Wholesalers. All right, legal disclaimer. You know it's coming. It's where we live in, folks. In no way, shape, or form should anything that I and or my guests say be taken as legal and or investment advice. Uh, We highly recommend that before you make any investment decision or decisions, you contact a lawyer and other licensed professionals. Be an adult. Don't fucking sue me. All right. Show quote of the week. Every week I try and pick a show quote that sets a tone for the podcast, and hopefully, your week. And I don't know Eli very well, but I hope I picked a quote. I try and pick one that kind of uh, run, kind of, I don't know. I'll give a shot here. See what you think. Success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. Winston Churchill. Success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. And let me introduce you to my guest, and hopefully I don't butcher his name, Elias Majid.
1: That's correct. Yes, Yes. pronounced it right.
0: (laughs) I think that's the first time I've done that correctly.
1: Uh, Uh, Thank you for having me on this afternoon. No, it's
0: great. He was born in Saginaw, Michigan. Dude, smart. Studied plant biology, food science in college, and he is absolutely obsessed about tea. Yes, the drink, tea, the plant. T, the leaf
1: T uh, E A T T
0: E A T. Not the letter T, although he likes that T <laughs> too, right? <laughs> but yes, the drink, the beverage, the plant that's fermented. Um, he launched Eli T in the fall of 2012, worked his way up through the farmers markets, um, and fourteen months ago opened a brick and mortar in Birmingham. And he also has a thriving 40-area restaurants and stores, and I'm sure growing all the time, wholesale business. Yes, and
1: yes. we actually picked up uh, six new restaurants this past January, which was surprising because January is typically a slow business month, but um, it is somehow it tea. happened.
0: <coughs> Excuse me, sorry for, for coughing on the podcast. His tea is awesome, and I met him through Amanda Brewington, which you go back and listen to her podcast as well. And I knew right away, as soon as I'm like, okay, this all I did was talk about tea the entire time and brew tea and talk about tea. And then I came to your tea tasting, and then it became even more apparent to me just how fucking obsessed you are about (laughs) tea. You're talking about the different colors of tea, how it lines up, the different fermentations, where the tea is grown, how the weather affects the tea. And I don't know about you. I like that kind of thing. It seems like everybody tries to skate by with the bare minimum amount of information to be mediocre. I think it takes a touch of obsessive compulsive to become excellent at something, you know? Yeah.
1: I mean, I, I aim to go beyond the tea bag. I want to be more, I want people to think beyond Lipton, beyond a cup of tea. Um, (laughs) each cup should be special. Um, they need to know what they're drinking. They need to know why they're drinking it. And, um, there's a lot into that. It's flavor. It's sometimes it's name. If it has a cool name, people might order it, but, um, Health benefits are a big big part of it as well.
0: And before the podcast started, he said something that – because I was like, yeah, we're going to talk about you. This podcast is about you and your business and everything else. He's like, yeah, you know, I'm just – I have to come to terms with being annoyed about talking about anything but tea. <laughs> so if you want to know how focused this man is on tea, that should give you an idea. So we're going to try and talk about you <laughs> and tea so I don't annoy you too much. But um Y T and when Y T. Um, For some reason I imagine you're like a six year old. We, we should
1: go with when. Um, when how we got to when. Um, so I've always been interested in health topics, um, whether it's food, nutrition, health, um, nature, um, how we interact in nature, and then um, in college I studied plant biology and uh, and I did I had one semester of public health, which was interesting too. Uh, <laughs>
0: i bet it was yeah yeah
1: and uh i did permaculture i did edible landscaping uh that's part of my research grants that i had so that was really cool it gave me the time and space and materials to grow lemongrass and chamomile and i did have one tea plant inside my apartment because the tea plants a little bit more tropical but um yeah i was that kid in college that had all these plants everywhere but anyways um I moved back from Chicago to Detroit and uh, started a food science program at Wayne State while starting up uh, my tea company. And um, I came to tea as a way to create my own job where I could continue to explore nature, plants, health, people, and culture, but also um, get paid for it. Um, I did uh, edible landscape and permaculture and urban gardening in Chicago, and uh, I loved it, but uh, couldn't really get paid for it so farming is a
0: difficult thing to that get paid was uh for. that was yeah, yeah it,
1: was, it, was, it was hard hard to get paid for it in the city um beyond what the school or the university would give you as a grant um but um T allowed me to continue to explore plant nature life and things like that um so i launched T, and uh i think your quote hit a note on it it was uh you know it took me about from the from the moment of inception of when I wanted to create the tea company and build my website and figure out my tea collection that I wanted to import or grow or source or blend or whatever it is, um, that process took nine months. But really, I mean, I felt like I'd been meditating on it for two years. And uh, I finally turned on my website on my birthday because um, I'm like, I have to do it or not do it. And really, what I, the biggest obstacle looking back was that moment of courage of Starting your own business and putting yourself out there,
0: failure can be a scary thing right yes yeah, yeah. uh
1: yeah, it can and uh
0: and a retail yeah. <laughs> brick and mortar too, because apparently you like to live dangerously right <laughs> I'm going to start the hardest business possible selling tea,
1: yes, uh well no, no it's tea is uh it's it's up and coming, um just not in Detroit, which is a challenge um, yes. you have adagio tea from. Adagio Tea from Chicago and Argo Tea, uh, both with A's, a little confusing. Uh, Argo has over 40 stores. Uh, D- David's Tea is from Toronto. They have another 20 stores. Um, teaism in Washington, D.C., they have about five stores. Tea Samovar in um, San Francisco. There's, there's always a large tea company in all these cities, but uh, Detroit didn't have that tea institution. And uh that's what brought me back to detroit it was a business perspective mm. um no one was here in metro detroit really selling premium loose leaf tea
0: vacuum of opportunity huh
1: it is it it is opportunity but um that came that came with a lot of uh baggage i'm sure it did, uh the right. big, the biggest baggage <laughs> was uh i don't get what, what i don't get it what are you what are you selling why is this more than why why can't i drink lipton <laughs>
0: you could <laughs> Try this first. Why is
1: this not two dollars? <laughs> See, I
0: feel that's a good thing about having a quality product is you could put it literally in their hand and they can drink it. And if you can't tell the difference, I don't know what to say to you, right?
1: Uh you know, we have to we have to work up the language, the tea vocabulary and whatnot. Um, you know, I describe a green tea as vegetal, um, meaning grassy. Um we try to say, you know, a brisk, bold flavor will be something that has that like sharp bite to it, which also sometimes correlates with caffeine. That's um, the part
0: I love. I like that bite. That the, crazy oh, yeah. one, that frozen one that you said was crap. Oh yeah. <laughs> I yes. love that one because yeah. I like how strong and stringent it, it, it was. I, I could see why you would like it better with um a little bit of cream though in that. But oh yeah. Yeah. I do like how you you accurately describe it. Cause when you when we were doing the tea tasting, it did taste like a bit like man, that is a little vegetable. Yeah. So grassy. we wanna
1: whenever we have a customer taste a new tea, we try to walk them through the flavors while they're tasting it. Um, Because, I mean, they're tasting new flavors. They're having a new sensation of flavors. And uh, they don't have words to put to it. So we have to really educate them fast and quick. And um, we try to, I don't know, I try to say we're modern about it. You know, we're not using, like, the old British uh, tea tasting standards or terms. And we'll use anything from, you know, it has a mango flavor. It has um, a sharp bite to it. Um, just things that people will understand.
0: Do you ever watch any of Gary Vaynerchuk's stuff or Wine Library TV?
1: Uh, I have not.
0: Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you you should because he what what you're doing the tea, he did the wine. Like he made it unstuffy. Oh, well, there we go.
1: Uh, no, the wine industry is definitely a source of inspiration. Yes. Uh, I mean, I feel the tea industry is where the wine industry was in the late '60s, '70s, where uh, you have people going from just red and white to. Really understand the regions and the harvests and things like that.
0: Yeah, it's pretty intense too. Let I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. So you got out of college, plant dude, permaculture, looking for some opportunity, wanted to make some money with plants, right?
1: Well, I need to I need to survive like everyone else. I need yeah. to have a job. I need to make money. I, yeah. <laughs>
0: But a brick-and-mortar, I mean, that's that's the, a brick-and-mortar, yeah. well, high-quality tea shop. How would you go from the idea to actually doing it yeah. and everything in between? How so long from was the that?
1: idea to the brick-and-mortar, uh, I think it was three or four years, yeah. depending how you look at it. You know, you sign the lease, and then it takes another year to build out or six months to build out. But um, I, I was always focused on the brick-and-mortar because I really wanted to create that vision, that space of a modern tea cafe, and what that means in context to Metro Detroit. Um, how are Detroit people drinking their tea? What are they drinking? What flavors do they like? Do they like it iced? Do they like it hot? Um, do they like iced tea in the winter? Um, do they want bubble tea? Do they want um, how spicy do they want their chai? Um, all these different things. And once we opened up the store, it really gave us a whole new canvas to explore and experiment with. And um, I think we're gonna, have, we're gonna have a lot of interesting products come out in the next six months. So, um, how would you a, do that
0: testing? I mean, how did you come to the conclusion? How do you figure out what people want to drink um, and how they want to drink it? Because that's pretty intense. You just went through. Yeah. like you can tell you've been thinking about this. Like,
1: oh yeah, I've been uh, meditating on this for forever and every <laughs> every day of my life for like the past <laughs> five six years now, yeah. um, and. Uh, I don't know. I think in a way I shied away from traditional tea books and whatnot. Um, you know, one word we try to avoid is, uh. you know, we have our herbal, so we have, there's tea, T-E-A, which comes from the tea plant. And then we also have our herbal infusions, which means uh, mint tea, chamomile, um, lavender, apple like ginger, et cetera. It's not tea. It's not tea, yeah. but uh, we, we still call it herbal tea because um, anything in hot water is basically tea in America. <laughs> um, <laughs> Anything, America. Hot, anything in hot water that's 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 not a bean is tea. Yeah. Um, everything else is coffee. <laughs> everything else is coffee or hot chocolate. There you go. <laughs> um but uh yeah, so we call it we try to use herbal infusion or herbal tea. Um you'll occasionally hear the word tisane or tisane used, which is a French term for an herbal infusion. Um and while I'll hear many of my tea competitors use tisane or tisane, and you know, that completely goes Pass, yeah, no one understands Even that. Even me, yeah. obsessed about all <laughs>
0: things, it just whoop, just yep. gone. Oh, yeah,
1: yep, yeah. yeah, that uh, that just flies by. So, um, just trying to use terms that people can relate to. Uh, when a customer walks in, we ask, Do they like something straightforward? Do they like something fruity? Are they looking for a green tea, black tea, something high in caffeine, something low in caffeine? Caffeine is a big deal, and um, certain teas and teas harvests are teas that are harvested. Um, depending on the season, have higher levels of caffeine and lower levels of caffeine, and um, people love caffeine. It's a Hell good thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's a I, big thing.
0: I don't even know what I would do without caffeine. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we should be able to smoke it too. I should have more opportunities <laughs> to to get caffeine in my body. What is what is life without caffeine? By the way, as we're talking, folks, go to Eli E L I T bar T E A B A R dot com, and you can actually. You want to? You're listening on your mobile device or whatever. If you're not, dri- if you're driving, don't do that shit, folks. Right? But like if, if you're not and you want to go check it out, you can click through there. A lot of this stuff is on there. You can see where he's at and some of the things we're gonna talk about because we're we're gonna try and go deep on this stuff. And and for the record, I don't know shit about this. All right, <laughs> I just like it when I drink it and I know quality when I taste it.
1: And you sh- you should feel you should feel it.
0: I should. You should yeah. feel it.
1: Uh, whatever, whether it's. Five minutes later, half an hour later, an hour later, you should feel good. Um, I mean, coffee, you feel caffeine. Tea, there's caffeine too. But um, then you get into kind of the health benefits and whatnot. Um, You know, if you're going to do an herbal tea like mint, great for your stomach. Um, The black teas are going to be a little bit lower in caffeine than um, coffee, about halfway. So that's a good, like, mid-afternoon boost if you're a coffee drinker. Uh, We also have an interesting uh, special oolong tea which is in between green and black uh it's treated with nitrogen has high levels of gaba it's gaba amino butyric acid it's kind of a sedative uh neurotransmitter Mm. and uh it's a very interesting sensation when you drink that tea because uh you're getting caffeine plus the sedative neurotransmitter so it's a very tranquil experience
0: yeah that is interesting it was strange too. Yeah. It's not bad though. It's <laughs> no, just different. No. It's yeah. different.
1: Uh, if you drink a whole cup, you'll feel something. That's you, you should get, feel something. Yeah. I hope you feel something. You get
0: used to it after a couple of times. Yeah. It's just the first time if you're not a oh, new yeah. experience yeah. when you're not prepared for it, you know. I mean, yeah, any
1: quality product like you should feel some I don't know, some you should feel something later on otherwise, you know, it's the difference of us versus a tea bag.
0: So if people obviously can they go on and if they're in alabama or california can they go order tea and you'll ship it to them yes or, uh, yeah. so because they might be like well i'm listening to this and now i'm really curious oh about yeah. yeah uh we our
1: website is a little bit behind uh we have about 35 products listed on it in store we have over 100 different teas um that's my fault i actually do all the web design and graphic design myself um it which is was, a beautiful website yeah and that was a uh, part of the um deal of me getting my company started was a. Uh, I I made the website. I took all the photos. I put together a tea collection. I uh, did all the product label design, and you know I saved thousands and thousands of dollars. Um, I know what uh, my other business friends have paid for their store websites, and it's 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 a lot. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's a lot.
0: A merchant <laughs> yeah. website that could yeah it could really, especially one as nice as yeah. yours, that could but, really run uh, a lot of money.
1: And uh, I finally had some time to sit back, so uh, we're going to do a huge update in the next six months, which is very exciting. And uh, I feel very proud of myself of how far I've come with my graphic design capabilities, how far how I'm able to churn out, you know, 100 new tea labels in just, you know, five, six hours. Damn, that's pretty amazing. You're yeah. a beast. You're a
0: workhorse, huh? Yeah. Do you not work? Do I not work? Yeah. Um, Sometimes.
1: Well, uh, maybe we should go on to, like, what do I think is fun? Um, there we go. What, is, what I think is fun. Uh, one, I do think work is fun. Uh, technically, I work, you know, the moment I wake up, I check my emails on my iPhone and then uh, do it again once I'm about to pass out in bed. Um, so what is fun is uh, I go to a lot of uh, networking events. Um, you know, I'll, I'll make deliveries and talk with other restaurant or business owners. Um I think those are fun oh yeah uh, but then in a sense i'm always on point yeah i'm always um, always be closing yeah right? suddenly uh and my friends will catch it it's very funny i suddenly I turn into mr t man <laughs> even if i'm at a bar or if i'm at a restaurant with my friends or at a party or whatever it is i have a stack of stickers in my pocket and suddenly i pull out my tea spiel but uh that's been a big source of you know guerrilla marketing um, Hell yeah. oh yeah why would you not oh yeah uh i make sh- i mean even if i leave like uh house party and there's like millions of my stickers on the floor it's okay i still handed out millions of my stickers yeah. uh my company stickers and uh people saw it and people do come and they bring it in they're like Absolutely. oh yeah i met you at this party and i don't remember who they are but uh <laughs> that's okay yeah it is hard uh, we try to i try to be smooth about it as much as i can
0: yeah you can't remember you can't remember everybody especially if you're having a good time yeah. or too good of a time they like i don't remember shit <laughs> So I'm going to back up now again and take a running leap at this because there is a significant amount of time before I'm out of college. I need to make money. I open a brick and mortar and everything in between because it's more than just you got to figure out what they're going to want, where it's going to work. But to get into the business plan, pick a place where am I going to open a brick and mortar shop? How am I going to build it out? How am I going to raise the money? Oh, yeah. open. I mean, it's a daunting. That ex- Why not just put it on a website? Yes, uh,
1: so that's what I did. Yeah. The website came first. Website came first. Uh, that cost twenty five dollars. Uh,
0: Proof of concept.
1: yes twenty five dollars. Twenty five dollars, and then uh, I used. Uh, I had a couple of thousand saved up from my uh, past research position, and uh, I used that to buy my initial batch of tea. And uh, you know, technically, now that I think back about it, uh, I wasn't licensed for the first six months. Bah but uh, that's a okay. talking I, to an anarchist I, I was licensed but I wasn't licensed I was uh under uh you know the like farmer's a, market food okay law. Yeah. yeah um so uh tec- you're not allowed to sell you're not allowed technically you're not allowed to sell food online unless you have your food license with the state or county depending on what it is but um
0: really?
1: I didn't know that yeah but most people don't know that hmm. so uh, all those cookies you buy off Etsy are probably not from a licensed kitchen and should are not allowed to be sold online hmm. um so that's bad. But uh, uh, anyways, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so basically, it did the farmer's market circuit, you know.
0: Um, well, let's go back to the website. Let's go oh, back to the website. Yeah, website. Yeah. Launch so the website. the proof of like, okay, I'm going to try the website. And if I sell, I'm going to do the rest or um, trying to get you know, to the psychology. Of okay. Eli. Well, the
1: psychology of it is a uh, the company's called Eli T. My name is in the name. My name is in the company name. And uh, that was intentional because if my name is in it, I cannot give it up i have to keep pushing at it because that's that's me if the company dies i part of me dies Ooh, i um, like it
0: that commitment right oh yeah this is this it is a dies, huge, i die
1: oh yeah this is a huge commitment i mean because uh, i had done all these research projects and whatever in college and this that and you know you start something i, I started creating an edible map and mapped out 50 different plants in the neighborhood uh, neighbor of rogers park chicago and i thought you know i'm gonna make this crazy map and then i got tired of it and uh someone from someone later on picked it up but uh anyways this way i couldn't get tired of it this way i couldn't give it up um you know it's kind of no more excuses this is it i'm gonna do this plow ahead at this i can do this other there's other coffee companies other tea companies and they're doing it why can't i do it so uh Dude, stuck i my name on love it that's great it's you, it's you got yourself
0: into i'm going to do this yeah. or die
1: yes uh, at this point i'm okay with it i mean you know i'm, I'm good goodish um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, I know
0: I run a business I know what it's like yeah
1: the first two years you know it was you know you freak out once a week like, why am I doing this then it becomes like <laughs> free, you freak out once a month and then you know every time you freak out you just now you just work really fast and harder and you just keep going it's
0: like around Christmas every once in a while now I'm like wait huh, yeah. guy if I stop them and I what am I gonna do?
1: Oh no, that's okay. I mean, you're getting paid during Christmas. You're making money. You don't care. Uh, <laughs> you It's uh, it's those down times when uh, you're like, I haven't sold anything in two weeks. I haven't sold anything in one week on my website. What's going on? Google just changed their algorithm. Facebook just changed their search algorithm. Now to pay for ads, no one's buying my product. I'm no longer on the top ten searches for chai tea, which was uh, how I kind of uh, made a little break on the internet. Was a uh, I when I launched my website in 2012, I had everything hyperlinked and whatnot. SEO was top notch. Um, if you searched chai tea, we were on the top ten searches for Google. Damn, how would you um, do that? I just I just linked. I did all the tricks in the book. But uh, all the tricks in the book suddenly became obsolete about two months later for Facebook and six months later for Google. So that was a big downward turn. But by then we it kind of took a step back and it's like, well, it's, I call it like nineties marketing where uh, you have technology, but you still got to get out there. Yeah. Push get out. It. Oh yeah. Push
0: it. Yep. So that was, so you're, you you like, okay, I'm going to do this internet thing. If it sells, I'm yeah. fine. Fuck it. I'm committed. And
1: when I say, yeah, when I say this algorithm, you know, it changed. It was, uh, you know, I posted anything on our company, Facebook page immediately get 40 likes and shares and this, that once these algorithms changed, it was suddenly like, well now you have two likes, three yeah. shares. And I'm like, either people suddenly hate me or it's not, it's something bigger than me. Oh yeah. And the fact so, is uh,
0: 20 likes now, if you're not paying for it is great. Yeah.
1: yeah. I, uh, I like to joke. Uh, we have our, our high school girls at work at the shop and, uh, they get, yeah. Oh,
0: make sure you like every post ladies,
1: <laughs> uh, the high school girls. Oh man. They just got like a hundred, 200 likes. And I'm like, this is crazy. I'm like, this is
0: how do they do it? How
1: do they do this? And I'm yeah. like struggling to get 20 likes.
0: Yes. Like Instagram, how do you get all your, It's a dog. I can't get seven well, you, likes. You
1: basically need to be a sixteen-year-old girl. Pretty. That's that would that, help. That's basically the criteria of it. Um, hey, I'm working on. So that's Trying a whole to... other. Yeah, that's a whole nother bag of <laughs>
0: issues. <laughs> so you're doing the website, pushing it, and then you're like, "I'm gonna." Why not people too? So how'd you get the idea for the farmers' market and and how did it go?
1: Oh. Um. You know, I mean, it's both. Um, farmer's market, you want to get out there because it's a good way to meet people. Um, it's a focused crowd of people coming to buy to buy things, to buy food specifically. Um, and uh, it's kind of like laying the groundwork for if you do want to open up a restaurant or larger food business. That's kind of your test market of uh, do people want this product, yes or no. Um, and there were some good markets I did, some bad markets I did um my general price you know i i would call a good day anything over a hundred dollars and worth my time um i think there was only I'm trying to think what markets you know i had a market and i sold like only 30 dollars a product i'm like this was not worth my time but then other markets sold 200 300 400 etc um i know a lot of businesses do a great they kill it at eastern market every uh, saturday um But, uh, no, I mean, it's a good way to uh, test the market. And for those uh, listening,
0: Eastern Market in Detroit is – it's actually a physical location in East Detroit. You can go look it up, Eastern Market, and there's buildings, there's booths, there's stalls, and you have everything from mom-and-pop farmers to flower farmers to individual pork raisers to vegetable wholesalers, organic, conventional, popping, homemade stuff. It does seem to center around food more than anything else oh, yeah. and more like the raw food. And it is enormous. It is absolutely it's the packed. largest
1: farmer's market in probably Michigan, at least in yeah, Michigan. All of Michigan yeah. Yeah. yeah, It's huge. Oh, it's yeah.
0: absolutely huge. So we're, I just, some of our, about 25% of our audience is international. So sometimes uh, I, gotcha. I pause I'm like what is Eastern market? I'm like, They're not from Detroit yeah, or yeah. Michigan. They don't, <laughs> they don't know what it is. How many markets did you do every week?
1: Um, either for a while i mean it was just one and then the website um because i was also in a grad school at the time for two two three semesters so uh it was like part-time part-time and then uh you know summer rolled around then i started like pushing harder and then uh that that chris the second christmas um christmas season that's where i was you know um i started pushing really hard you know i started making pretty big sales um all throughout this process i should say um with the farmers markets and from leading from the farmers market to uh, the brick and mortar store we were picking up a lot of restaurant clients um and this was great the commercial clients were great uh you know it's consistent orders they're either ordering every quarterly every uh, monthly um our profit margin is a lot lower um but um it's consistent orders and it's a It's good money to help you grow. I call it like uh, inventory money, you know, helps you grow your inventory. Um, And then I think that really gave us a scope and kind of made it more concrete and reliable.
0: I like that inventory money. Inventory money. You do have to have inventory, right? Inventory money. It's perishable, right? Yeah. Uh,
1: It's perishable. Uh, I mean, it it lasts for a year or two, depending. Um, I call it inventory money, as in uh, all the money we make from our commercial um, sales. I use that to buy more inventory, Some <laughs> more inventory than we had before. So it was growing our inventory. Okay. Um, and then uh, reinvesting yeah. heavily
0: back yep. into the business. Yeah. Like every, how much, as much as you could or living, uh, I mean, sleeping on even friend's even, couch, now, even now,
1: I know I live back at home with my parents. It's uh, not a very glamorous story. Um, you got to do
0: what you got to do, man.
1: I know. I start off at a high point when I go and go to Parties or whatnot i'm like oh I, I sell tea i'm the tea guy and i'm like i li- also live
0: at home um, <laughs> i live at home with mom and dad, not in the basement though right no okay i so. live in
1: my same room which is the basement might be better i don't know <laughs> <laughs> the basement might be better
0: <laughs> sorry that's hilarious i have my own business and i live with my mom and dad hey man oh, yeah. you go start a brick and mortar and see where yeah. you live you but, gotta do what you gotta do uh, yeah
1: I mean, it kind of got to the point of uh, it, I don't think this ever makes sense for any food business um, of when do you leap from farmer's market to brick and mortar. That was going to be one of the questions. That, the, that does not make sense at all. Nope, it does not. Because, um, you know, suddenly you're going from maybe thirty, fifty thousand 50,000 in sales to over 100,000 in sales. You know, how do you say like it's tough to say if I open a shop, my sales will triple. My sales will quintuple. My sales will go tenfold. But, uh, I mean, that is basically what happens if your business model is worthy of it, of course. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, my point was, uh, you know, there's no, there's very few tea shops in Metro Detroit. Um, it's a whole nother business model where we sell cups of tea, we sell loose leaf tea, we sell teapots, we sell tins of tea, um, a lot of different angles are working. We sell it online. We supply our other restaurants. So this all helps to uh create that brick and mortar space. But uh one really um I say the the thing that kinda well, how I was able to really open the store was uh one of course I did take a loan which my f- family helped out with. We opened up the store with only seventy thousand.
0: Damn, that's shoestring budget. Yes.
1: And how you do that is um for a uh for a brick and mortar food establishment is uh you find a food establishment that had gone out of business that has the electrical that has the plumbing that has floors that has heat that has um the food grade walls in the back room um you know we were just about ready to go but uh we still had we still did a lot of improvements to the space and uh i actually installed we have a copper tin ceiling i installed the tin ceiling myself um i epoxied the floors i installed the kitchen cabinet um you know the only work we had done was uh for plumbing and electrical and um yeah, that's about it.
0: That's an interesting hack. So, you were actually targeting spaces that yeah. you thought would be good, but had enough of the stuff left behind yes. that you can reduce your build out costs.
1: Oh, yeah. That was my, that was, no, that was the criteria. Like, that was, that was it. If I could not find out a, you know, uh, and that was part of the reason why I ended up in uh, Birmingham, Michigan, which is, um, it's a Detroit suburb. Um, we're about 15 miles out of downtown, uh, which is a 25 minute drive. But, uh, that was part of the reason why I ended up in the suburb over downtown Detroit, where there are a lot of new businesses popping up was, um, a lot of those downtown spaces are just concrete shells and, uh, the build out there is more expensive than, uh, it was for me in, uh, the city of Birmingham.
0: Well, Birmingham too, it's, it's a rich city. It seems like if people are going to drink tea, why not Birmingham, right? Uh,
1: I like like to say well-traveled, 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 uh, well-traveled uh, clientele you could have picked the worst zip code or city
0: to <laughs>
1: it's a well-traveled clientele and then uh we are a tea bar which means which is code name for a really small
0: venue <laughs> <laughs> and how many people just stop and drink tea although they should yeah um that's a great. I did not even think about that. So, you, are you actually targeted places like, "Okay, what's the minimum amount of build out I could get here?" <laughs> no,
1: that was pretty much it's a minimum space, minimum build out cost. Dude, I
0: love it. It's like a and, little uh, hack right there.
1: It is. It is uh, you know, um the space that we occupy was a former Cold Stone. Um I would have loved to uh get a former coffee shop, and there was a Big B next door that closed, but uh we that didn't happen you know we signed our lease before and then they closed and whatnot but uh it's anyways it's not even uh,
0: fair to call big b coffee <laughs> well
1: i was looking at it from the point of view from you yeah. know the build out they had plumbing they had electrical they had walls the seating arrangement we can work we, we can work around that i would love the idea um, of them going
0: away and you showing up too like <laughs> bye-bye <laughs> have a good time how long did it take you to do the build out? how did you design uh, the build out? And I know you gotta pay rent the entire time, right? Well, the first couple of months were free.
1: Um that's something you can work out at your lease with your landlord, hopefully. Um always especially if you have build it, you've got to ask for a couple of months free. Um, and the more you can get the better, of course. I wish I had more months than I had. Um You know, we re- ran into an interesting scenario, which was uh I couldn't I had a really difficult time finding a contractor and any uh, skilled labor employee or workers at all um the first contractor i fired because they said uh they just didn't like my design and we just didn't jive well slash uh the second contractor was half the price um, oh yeah oh yeah there you go that's uh yeah I like lot that of, one a lot, better. lot of a lot of red flags um but anyways um yeah i had a very difficult time finding a contractor because this is the summer of two thousand thirteen. Um, that year of 2013, 30 new restaurants opened up in Metro Detroit. Um, you have a lot of construction going on downtown and in, De- in downtown Detroit, you have, when I visited the city hall of Birmingham, there was 300 construction projects, whether it's residential commercial and that could be renovations, updates, etc., cetera, going on within the city. Um, and uh, lastly, you know, a lot of these workers, these skilled workers left the state, you know, five, six years ago during the recession and uh did not come back so i had a tough time and that really that pretty much delayed the whole process um yeah, that sucks
0: i didn't even know there's that many restaurants opening at the same time they just sucked yeah. up all the talent huh that
1: was uh i mean this is like across a metro detroit but um yeah um you know it could have been a two three month process we could have you know just painted the walls this that it could have been done in two three months but it ended up becoming basically like a i think it was like eight months Eight month process and we got very We opened up six days before Christmas And it all came down to uh, one Fire fire sprinkler Which was not up to code And getting that repaired took one month Because what? yeah, It took one month because uh, We waited two weeks to It took two weeks, we had to wait two weeks For the fire sprinkler technicians To come in and then another two weeks To have our city inspection County inspection And state inspection and all that so suddenly you lost another month while we were just sitting empty and burning Christmas days, Christmas yeah. shopping days
0: and well burning cash too. Right? Oh Yeah, that too. Yeah. That too, yeah. Burning uh, it all, all the opportunity, all the cash. Yeah. Oh yeah. You're probably going to bed swearing every night.
1: Oh yeah. That was like, uh, Oh yeah. I was just like holding your breath.
0: Why am I doing this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you uh-huh. say that too. Cause everybody says, Oh, you started a business. It's all fine. I'm like that's not how it goes. <laughs> If you're not questioning it, I, I don't know. I did, especially in the beginning. And you're sitting there for an extra month, and you want to open for Christmas. How? What? Oh, yeah. You've done a two Christmases now, right?
1: Uh, yes, this is our second Christ- second Christmas. one. Christmas, is cr- second Christmas in the store and uh
0: christmas sales
1: christmas sales yes what
0: percentage if you don't mind sharing and if if i ask a question you don't want to answer you don't know just let me uh, know percentage of sales for december i mean it's big right christmas sales are big
1: christmas sales are big um this year's christmas what i had thought we would do we did not do um it still was you know 20 percent of our sales but um yeah we uh this christmas was interesting um we had a lot of online orders and then um, just the way people shop and whatnot, um, you know, it didn't really come to my attention. But people are using our website as kind of a pre-shopping menu before they come into the store.
0: Hmm. Um, Good idea. What am I going to get?
1: Yeah, I uh, I don't know why this has gone over my head. It seems pretty basic, but uh,
0: <laughs> well, yeah, it is a it is a <laughs> yeah. food establishment. Put your menu yeah. online so oh, people yeah. can check it out. That
1: being said, I'm super you know hippy dippy and only shop local and buy local and haven't been to a mall in six months and last time i went to a mall it was at macy's and it was to buy bed sheets or something under duress yeah (laughs) so i
0: say when i have to do something and i'm forced to do it and i don't want to do it but i have to do it
1: i'm under duress um yeah so i kind of forget how the rest of you know the population shops sometimes which is uh good and bad And the you know it's something you're always slingshotting between back and forth is uh you know i'm a independent t-bar located in downtown birmingham it's a walkable neighborhood um and that's different from the mall and how do i get those mall customers out to my store um and vice versa how do i make sure the local population you know walks over to my store instead of driving driving over to the mall um and that's always a challenge
0: yeah especially i mean birmingham there there is not too far away a mall and how do you get all that traffic i like yeah. you're thinking about it too you're like how do i get more people over
1: here oh yeah yeah and uh, i mean it doesn't matter i mean whether you're in downtown detroit uh and any of the downtown suburbs um you know it's very easy for that same consumer to go to the mall and uh yeah you have to remind them that you're independent you're local um and it's really put something a new perspective um you know my new outlook for the year is um you know, is there? I I try to term it as like, is there something interesting here? Is there something interesting like on my menu? Is there something interesting on this shelf? Um, you know, um, we don't really focus on Earl Grey. Earl Grey's we have we sell Earl we sell Earl Grey, but um, you know, some of our top selling products are Traverse City Cherry Festival. It's made of cherry, hibiscus, rose, cinnamon, and sunflower oil. Uh, we put a lot a lot of focus on that. We have another uh, detox uh, blend. It's matcha green tea yerba mate ginger. Um, those are interesting products i
0: love that one yeah
1: yeah those are those are interesting products and uh that's the way i try to think about it. Is um you know for any future products we're going to create or sell is it interesting do would someone want to buy would someone want to buy it and not just hit the status quo um because the status quo p- products that we had sold ended up becoming sale for sale items you know we had to discount it to get rid of it
0: oh i like so um Doing things differently. Well, that's a nice thing about blending your own stuff too. Yeah. You you can be unique. You could only yeah. buy it here.
1: I think. Uh, I mean, the danger is. Uh, you know, it's uh creating your inventory, whether it's tea, coffee, or you're selling shoes and whatnot. Um, you know, businesses are always in flux of how much inventory they're going to carry or how little inventory they're going to carry. You know, Apple's done a great job just selling just an iPhone at first, they had one model of iPhone, then it became two and now it's maybe like six, but it's still very streamlined and, uh, you know, not try not to, uh, overcrowd things. And, uh, I think the big, biggest thing is avoid those status quo products mm. because, uh, I as an independent business. Uh, you know, my Earl gray is Earl gray and I don't think my Earl gray is really going to compete or I think my Earl gray is at a disadvantage compared to a grocery store Earl gray because it's still Earl gray. But the girl Gersh- Gray is better,
0: though. Way it better. is. It is better. It's yeah. true. <laughs> so <laughs> but, I um, know yeah. some people don't give a shit and they still buy the Folgers in yeah. the can and oh, yeah. the Maxwell House and like, good hey, coffee's coffee's, tea's tea. Well, that's where our not coffee, yeah. tea is not yeah. tea. Yeah.
1: But that's where you know the Traverse City Cherry Tea is our number one selling product, and that's where it excels. Is we sell Traverse City Cherry Tea, and no one else sells Traverse City Cherry Tea. It's a unique product. It's a product people can relate to. It's made with cherry, hibiscus, rose, cinnamon, and sunflower oil. Um, you know, in the summertime we're easily going through gallons and gallons of it at the store. and We have a pre-brewed and iced and sweetened with cane sugar and um customers love it. It's, it's uh, a beautiful color yeah. too. Oh yeah, it's bright red too.
0: Oh, it's I, good. I bet you Everything look, the first red, time yeah. you yeah. came together with that you're like, "Oh yeah, I'm going to sell the shit out of this." <laughs> Tastes
1: great, looks great. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I was uh, I was very surprised. Um, you know, in the summertime our sales, it'll be uh people uh with our website. It's interesting. People will buy um the Traverse City Cherry Tea, and then they'll buy something else. They'll buy Darjeeling Tea, they'll buy Peach White. But uh, the Cherry Tea is kind of an anchor product. And um, that's why I keep going on about that whole status quo product, that niche product, um, you or thinking about that, is uh, what's your anchor product?
0: Man, that's a great point. Yeah. Have something unique, they come there for that, and then they buy the other stuff they were going to buy anyway, because yep. oh, yeah. that's an excellent point.
1: Um, you know, it's like a grocery store. Grocery stores have... All grocery stores have eggs, milk, eggs, eggs, milk, and bread. And then they have different types. And then depending on your grocery store, they have different types of cereal. You know, the difference of like Whole Foods and Trader Joe's, you know, they all have these anchor products and you get sucked into the accessory products while you're going to buy that anchor product that you need. I just realized I do
0: that with hummus. There you go. I only buy garden fresh hummus (laughs) if I don't make it myself. So I actually decide where I'm going to shop that. See, oh, yeah. they got me without even me realizing yep. it. Yep. <laughs> the Eli's of the world, were thinking, how do I get this guy in my store? <laughs> I don't think they were thinking hummus, but to your point, catch oh, yeah. him with that, bring him in with a unique selling proposition and unique product, and then yeah. they'll buy the other stuff. Now, I think is a good time to get into your absolute obsession with tea. Yes. And um, it would really be the difference between Lipton And that's one side, right? That's all the way over on the. Yeah, I call it. I mean, I just
1: call it like colored water. You know, (laughs) it's just just
0: colored water.
1: Um, There's caffeine in it, but that's about it. Um, Yeah, so I'm obsessed with tea. Um, I work 14 hours a day. Talk about tea all day long. Um, I could have a meeting in the morning. I could have a meeting at 10 p.m. Um, Sometimes, me and the boys, we do have meetings at 10 p.m. and they love tea as just as much as me. Well, maybe not as much, but uh, they do have, they love it a lot. Um, so it keeps me going. Um, I don't know. Uh,
0: well, you're so you you want to you source all your own tea.
1: Yes. Uh, so that's our challenge. You is uh, mix
0: your own tea. Yeah. You care about where it's. Let's these oh the process of uh, yeah. yeah. Let's talk about the process. Um,
1: so eighty uh, percent of our inventory is imported, um, and that has to do with why it is because uh tea likes a high altitude environment that's high in humidity which is seldom found in the united states there's a couple of there's about like good like 10 15 tea gardens dotting the eastern coast of the united states and then uh about 10 tea gardens in hawaii um but still that's not enough and the price points are a lot higher um a lot of tea is hand harvested it can be machine harvested as well but uh, that's the reason why we have to import it, and then uh, figuring out where we're going to import it from is also a challenge too. And how we're going to get it in? Um, sometimes we have to import it directly and fill out the customs forms. Other times, the tea gardens—you know—they're actually they're run as corporations in whatever country they're in. For example, India, and these tea corporations—they um, have American agents on this side who you can coordinate with and get from their shipment or harvest. Um, so that's how we get the tea and then uh things it like
0: reminds me of like tobacco and like you got yeah. There's you got there's many shots. different yeah there's yeah. many
1: different angles at how you're procuring this tea and uh you know um yeah it's very interesting uh I think yeah there's no you know the only real mom and pop tea garden I ever saw was in Hawaii and that was literally a retired couple and two harvest two workers to help harvest the tea during harvest
0: times Man, they must have been busy. Um,
1: everything else in the tea world, or even the coffee world, or chocolate world. Is it's pretty much it's a corporation at this point. Well, it's a small sales, small scale corporation, or a large international corporation. It's still, you know, uh, there's a corporate body behind it in some way or another. So uh, it's always interesting to think about.
0: Yeah, I bet uh, it's interesting to work with them too to try because I see I see some similarities here, uh, and I don't know much about it, but I have you know, a man a shop um frank has hazano um i know several people who own cigar shops and there's similarities between um
1: yeah
0: micro batches climate any uh any agricultural product yeah you know um and you really geek out on that shit man you really know oh yeah yeah yeah, this is grown this year on this side of the hill at first pick all that let's i I want these people to know how because i think obsession comes with success too right yeah um, so if I opened a tea a of, yeah. shop, I would fucking suck, you know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, so a lot of our teas come from. We do a lot of Himalayan teas, a lot of Indian teas, um, a lot of Japanese teas. We're very slim on Chinese teas. The Chinese teas we do get are via Taiwan. Um, it's not something I know much about, and uh, that's because my family we are we're of Indian heritage, so I go back to India pretty often. Um, Japan, I I don't know. I took a couple of semesters of Japanese in high school and college, and I uh, just came in contact with someone there, and uh, that helped me navigate some of the Japanese teas we import. Uh, the Taiwan teas, I met uh, one of the tea garden owners while I was just on vacation in Los Angeles, and that kind of that clicked out. And That's uh, that networking part, right? Yeah, and that Taiwan tea garden owner, you know, they make eight different types of oolongs, and we carry them all. Um so that solved a big problem. Um and uh yeah, it's all these just chance in, encounters in a sense. But um yeah, I mean definitely workers rights are very important. Um you know, you want to see that people are paid appropriately, that they're living, you know, living that they have somewhere to live um and all that. Um I feel very confident in what the uh how the Indian government protects a lot of their workers and worker rights. There's a lot of advocacy groups gro- out there in the tea gardens and uh, the tea mountains, um, informing women of their rights and their and whatnot. Um, Japan's pretty safe. You do have to worry about uh, nuclear uh, because of the because of the yeah, yeah the Fukushima was it Daiichi yeah. yeah that was at Fukushima Dai- Daiichi I think yeah. I could be wrong. Sorry, That's some sad shit. Yeah, uh, so you need to <laughs> radiation and Japanese tea is is a new thing. <laughs> um to worry just to about. complicate your business yeah a to make it more complicated put a big old x up. yeah
0: <laughs> we're getting it from india <laughs> i shouldn't laugh about right. it but yeah. uh
1: no uh that was uh that was a big thing in the tea world yeah. you know once that happened suddenly china taiwan everyone was like oh you don't want to buy japanese tea it's 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 oh, uh yeah it's atomic
0: yeah <laughs> ruthless salespeople <laughs> undercutting yeah. oh yeah <laughs> um no that's and what
1: oh yeah that took a i i do know from uh within the industry that that whole tea harvest and uh <coughs> many other agricultural products for that harvester season they were just thrown out that's um, so sad. but what are you gonna do yeah yeah what are you gonna well, do um it's a tough spot to be in
0: i'm yep. glad i wasn't that farmer jesus yeah. that just that probably ruined lots of people
1: yeah yeah but uh, yeah, I mean, figuring out the ethics of it, and um, you know, the growing conditions—how, how I like to call it—how organic is it? Um, you know, the conditions of growing of what is organic varies from country to country. Um, what are you targeting?
0: What you What is the would be the platinum standard? I know it's not always what's the platinum possible. Standard? But what do you? What's Eli shooting for? Obviously, um, happy workers that are paid enough to have a living wage.
1: Yeah, pay, workers that are happy that are treated well. Um, we do sell a lot of organic teas, but I'm okay with teas that are grown with fertilizer, that but without pesticide. That's a good point. Yeah. So I think pesticide is our big biggest concern over fertilizer because a lot of the fertilizer it's pretty basic. It could be like Miracle Grow. It's your typical NPK fertilizer. Um. So, but uh, you know, uh, yeah, and that's why I say, you know. How organic is it? It determines how organic. Because uh, I, I always laugh when I see uh, teas saying they're USDA organic, but it's from India or it's from Japan. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. No, that, doesn't. that does not make sense. Or coffee, I mean, coffee, chocolate, you know, it says USDA organic. And it's like, well, it wasn't grown here. <laughs> what is, how, what, like, what real enforcement does the USDA have on this product? None. Um, none. It's none, none at all. Um, and people don't realize that. Um, But I mean, it is from our, from a business point of view, it's, it's good marketing. It's good marketing to apply each product uh, to be USDA organic. Um, It's something that we might even do in the store ourselves. Um, What it's coming down to is uh, we have a hundred different products. That's a lot of licensing fees to pay to get that USDA uh, seal on it. And uh, I mean, right now I feel that I feel that we do have good product and we're fine. Just We just write organic as organic. We don't use the USDA seal. But um, you know, maybe one day we might do it. Um, even though our a lot of our products are coming from India and Japan and Taiwan, and that's not the so United stopping States. stopping
0: anyone else from yeah. doing it, right? Uh,
1: <laughs> it's got a stamp. It must be okay. Yeah, <laughs> stamped. Yeah, <laughs> I'm safe. But uh, I mean, also, well, let's uh, let's talk about uh, yeah, I mean, going from that to uh, in our tea tastings, um, in our T101 tea tasting, we do a round where uh, I have the I have the participants taste for. Um, which is organic, which is not organic. Um, and we pick up a, I pick up this terrible green tea that I picked up in Chinatown, Chicago. There's some really good tea in Chinatown, Chicago, but uh, I picked up like the worst one from the grocery store and it has this metallic taste. Yes. Yeah, it's a bag uh, that's
0: 40 pounds for 10 bucks. Yep. Oh yeah. There you go. Yep. That's <laughs> yep, it.
1: Don't that's, buy that. In
0: the Chinese store. Yeah, I, I don't know exactly
1: buy that. What you're yeah, it's don't buy that uh giant bag for, you know, pennies. Yep. Um, so that's what we have the when we when we do tea tastings we try to make uh, our customers understand what does organic maybe taste like even if they don't see the laboratory results. Um you know have this metallic uh flavor that's kind of I don't know you'll, you'll feel it on your tongue. Um and you get us you get that's might be the best way to Kind of stringent yeah. too in a bad way. Yeah, I think there's a good yeah. stringent
0: where it kind of dries out your tongue a little bit and is a little sharp. And then there's one that's like an aftertaste. Yeah, it's not desirable oh, yeah. at nope. all. No, yeah, <laughs> and even a glass of water, like you're still yeah. kind of scraping it off your tongue. It just a lot of cheap Chinese restaurants serve that shit too, and I don't know why. My wife. I do, yeah. It's it's
1: very depressing that they do. I mean, some don't, but some do, and it's yeah, you know, it's it's inconsistent. But um,
0: how did you learn how to blend your own teas? Because I'm sure uh, there's some sort of rules, right? I mean, it's yes. Uh, you don't just go and do it one day and open a business,
1: right? No, no. I mean, it's definitely been a learning process. Um, I do have one uncle who lives in Calcutta. Actually, uncles, their brothers, and their tea company split into two because uh, they're. Their father started it, but, uh, no, they have a tea shop in Calcutta. Um, both, both have tea shops with us. Um, so I picked up the initial, you know, knowledge of blending from them. Um, a lot of, how old were you? Uh, this is just every time I visit, I never really thought about it. I always, so I'd visit. So, uh, I'm 27 right now. Um, I visited India every two, three years of my life. Um, you know, I would go see my uncle's tea shop. I would go to the tea mountains just as kind of family vacation and I never thought anything of it, but I was seeing this all the time, absorbing, and just absorb, yeah, and like really a sponge, yeah, and really absorbing all this knowledge. But then, two, uh, I think the biggest thing is, um, I think I'm a pretty good cook. Um, I can cook Indian curries and whatnot. And those are multi-step processes where you're adding one ingredient after another in a specific order and whatnot. Um, and I think that was really the key to making a really good tea blend making sure it's just perfectly spiced perfectly scented perfectly uh blended um it's cooking
0: how yeah. much practice did you have to do
1: um Was it i wouldn't call it of practice no thousands? i wouldn't call it practice i would call it uh
0: experimentation yeah
1: uh you know if oh that's okay it's not like i just uh Actually, well, at this point, I do sit down and I create things. But. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't at first, you just knew it no, worked, No, fir- right? at first, it's, uh, you know, you blend in, and you're like, oh, this tastes bad. And then you put a little less and you put a little more. Um, but at this point, I mean, in the game, it's actually work back from the name, you know. Um, we wanted to create something called Green Green Ginger. And uh, I found two greens and a ginger.
0: Why I like this idea. Yeah, okay. work-
1: working back from the name is a little bit easier. And then even Traverse City Cherry Festival... Um, that is none of our competitors even carry anything like it. Um, I know cherries were good. We, um, hibiscus gives it a red tone and gives it a nice citrusy bite as well. Um, cinnamon gives it a light spice. Too much cinnamon is very bad. We use a very tiny amount of cinnamon. Um, the rose gives it a, a perfect floral fragrance, and then we add cinnamon, uh, sunflower oil because one uh, well, because it uh, it fits categorically with uh, the ingredients in there of flower floral ingredients. And then two, uh, we use that sunflower oil to, so that the cinnamon will stick to the cherries. So the cherries are rolled. Cherries are spritzed with cinnamon, uh, sunflower oil, very minimal sunflower oil, then uh, dusted with cinnamon, and then blended with rose and hibiscus. Oh, and uh, I forgot to mention that the cherries are also baked while they're rolled in cinnamon. So okay. that really brings out the flavor.
0: Yeah, it does. I love, by the way, my favorite way of cooking. Uh, I think they categorize it as Southeast Asia, but that includes Indian and Thai. And it is a particular. There's two ways of cooking: the French way and the Southeast Asian way. And I, I'm a huge. I cook <laughs> that's, all the time. It's
1: very complicated.
0: It's, it is It's hard. It's a, but it's a great way to build <laughs> I've, flavor. I've made and, a lot of bad curry. Oh yeah. Oh, you don't know so what you're doing, though. Curry. It's really. If you know what you're doing, uh, it's not so bad. It's like anything, right? I mean, I would say it
1: was uh Wasn't until I was a senior in college, I'm like, oh, I got it down. Finally, and I'm not
0: starving anymore. Uh. <laughs> I, st- I still need lots of work. I'm yeah. much better with Thai than I am with Indian. Yeah. I think Indian is way more complicated. But yeah. I, I could do it. I give myself like a 7.5, Curry.
1: I think Indian is complicated because the instructions are complicated. I mean, it's even, I'm, I'm bad about it, too. I'm, I try to explain to the employees when I have them blend some of the tea. I'm like, just give it a shake of that. Shake of this. And then, you know a uh, a long shake of that and they're like what does that mean like what is
0: yeah what does a long shake a mean it's a long shake well, if you pr- once you're practiced <laughs> uh it, it does get easier so yeah. it is it is a science yeah uh, any cooking any it uh but the practice makes it an art i think yeah. too there's uh
1: there's there's always ingredients instructions and then there's technique um how is your technique yes um i had good lab technique when i worked on lab great lab technique um Wasn't so good at lecture though. But, uh, lab, but I mean, that probably would explain why I worked in a lab. Um, that's fun.
0: I want to go back Uh, to this point here because I thought it was a genius point where you start with the name. So it's like you're thinking about how, because you are in the business of selling.
1: All right. Yeah. And
0: so you start with a great selling name and a unique selling proposition. Yes. And Um, work your way backward. How'd you come up with that idea? Well,
1: um, so. Tradition, not traditionally. Um, a large portion of the tea industry in the United States has been selling imported tea products. Um, and this includes a lot, many, many Chinese teas, um, such as Pai Mudan, um, which goes by white peony here in the United States. Uh, okay. Pai Mudan means nothing to yeah. anyone here <laughs> unless I explain no, it yeah. to you. It doesn't mean anything. Um, but white peony sounds light, floral, um, gentle um so it's really that name and uh you know that name the name is important um absolutely traverse city cherry festival means to taste like traverse city cherry festival it wouldn't be it's going to be light fruity floral it's going to taste like a michigan summer um it's going to be it's best served iced um i wouldn't make traverse city cherry festival as a spicy indian chai and put ginger and cinnamon in it or pepper um be strange, so uh, yeah, it would be that's where uh, working from the name makes sense, I think.
0: Well, uh, no, I, yeah. I, just, I love the idea. As soon as you yeah. said, I'm like,
1: man, that's a we've done a we've, I call it, we've done a couple other like kind of translations, which is uh, we sell black uh, black tea from Darjeeling, India, and uh, they term the harvest as flush over there, so each harvest is a flush, your spring harvest is flush or uh, first flush. Summer harvest is second second flush. Um, autumn harvest is third flush, and occasionally there's a fourth flush, but very rarely is a fourth flush. Um, so we have translated the name of Darjeeling first flush and second flush to Darjeeling summer harvest and Darjeeling spring harvest. Ah, okay. Or, sorry, uh, spring and summer harvest. Yeah. Uh, bring bring it to the people. Yeah. Um. And that's made a world of difference at the store. It makes sense. People are like, oh yes, I'll have the summer harvest. It's higher in caffeine. It grows faster. Um, or no, I'll have the su- spring harvest because, I don't know, it carries that virginal note of the first harvest of the year. Um, I love
0: the idea of first harvest. Like, I got yeah. to admit, the first,
1: <laughs> yeah. first, I don't know. Yeah. I, the summer harvest, is. I, I think the summer harvest is way better than those first harvest. But people, when people see spring, they want spring. They want that first harvest. It's like a human um,
0: psychology thing. It you is. just jump right to it. Yeah. yeah, I just love the idea of it. <laughs> what is the big difference between the two? I just had of curiosity. Um,
1: there is a good difference. Um, the spring harvest essentially grows over the winter, grows over four months. Um, it's higher in antioxidants, but lower in caffeine. The summer harvest is going to be a little bit lower, not a lot lower, but a little bit lower in antioxidants, but a lot higher in caffeine. And that's because it's growing over two months. It grows quick. They harvest it. Um, and yeah, that's yeah, it. Because caffeine
0: does have a shelf life, right?
1: Um caffeine is super shelf stable but um but it's pretty much younger um tea leaves have so, yes. younger right. tea leaves and I'm not sure about coffee but younger tea leaves have higher levels of caffeine than older ones so that's where you want to pick those young buds over the older leaves
0: a lot of uh <laughs> yeah. a lot of parallels <laughs> here too right <laughs> yeah <laughs> just kidding i love you babe i would never think like that <laughs> But I couldn't I couldn't hardly avoid it there. How many different varieties did you start with and and how did you determine what varieties to start with? Did you call um, people or just uh, just a tea you liked or you know that's a
1: good way to put it. Um, my I would say my collection represents everything I want to drink. Um, I sell two teas that I don't want to drink. Um, Dude, I love that. So, but much. we sell a lot of it, so that's okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> out, of, out, of, out of the hundred
1: products we sell two teas that I don't want to drink. <laughs> and I sell the shit out
0: of it, so I, and I we still live. sell. Yeah. We still sell it,
1: but uh, no, I, I think it's strong. I think it's important that my tea collection represents something that I want to drink. Um, I try to go back to the memory of. So I had tea parties essentially with my friends in college. I was the one who was. You know, I'm like, oh, I picked up this really cool tea from this store. You guys should come try it out. And friends would come over. And we brew a pot and we all taste it. Yeah, you're so obsessed, um, dude. It's, it's yeah, that hilarious. Was <laughs>
0: you're having <laughs> tea parties.
1: I know. This is where it goes back to like that yeah. really good pickup line of, <laughs> 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 you know, just talk about
0: tea. Yeah, I can see how you um, can get there now. Um, the Eli by, strategy. <laughs> yeah,
1: but by date number three, I'm, they might be poor. <laughs> Enough about the tea already. That's, a, that's okay. Got a new date, another date. <laughs> yeah,
0: there's more fish in the sea. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you're having tea parties in college and trying new. So you you basically spent a life building a repertoire of tea you like.
1: Yeah, it's a uh, it's a lifestyle. Um, it's a lifestyle. I never drank coffee. I drank coffee occasionally because I couldn't find anything else. That's how the world works.
0: But uh, it does seem to be there's coffee people and tea people. Yeah. And then, uh,
1: two, oh, oh, one
0: other thing was, uh, I mean,
1: this is all about caffeine. This is all about caffeine, coffee, tea, et cetera. And, um, you know, at the, the college cafe where I would order tea, they would give you one tea bag. And if you order a large, just give you still, they still give you one tea bag. But it's not enough tea for that tea, that large cup. So that's where I ended up ordering coffee. But even then I would, uh, I don't know. It wasn't my cup of, wasn't my cup of tea. um i don't know my body feels different when i drink tea uh well it is
0: cultural too let's not everybody who's listening maybe maybe understands but culturally your family's originally a long time ago from india right at some point in time um families from india
1: always drank black tea with milk and sugar at home really strong black tea um when you're brewing that strong you get a lot of caffeine out of it um black tea also contains l-theanine um You can think of it as uh, it's a common neurotransmitter, um, counteracts caffeine, and uh, basically prevents the jitters that some people complain about with uh, coffee.
0: Um, I do get that every now and then, like on the sixth or seventh of it, one of those (laughs) days. sixth or seventh cup of coffee. Yeah. (laughs) I try and limit myself to three, but Um, I fail miserably sometimes. (laughs) That's when I drink tea, by the way. No more coffee tea, which is crazy because I like tea so much. Yeah. I'm a coffee whore. We do
1: have a lot of uh customers who drink tea because of uh stomach acidity issues. Uh when they drink coffee, they have acidity issues. But um we also have a lot of customers, you know, they get their morning cup of coffee, but they end up coming in later in the day cuz they're looking for a cup of mint tea after lunch to for digestive pur- purposes, things like that. Um and then also of course it's it's social. Um it's a fun way to meet. Uh, I like
0: I like it's uh, social. It's yeah. Let, let's explain this. I I happen to have lived in lots of places and traveled the world. For whatever reason, I'm not saying in America that drinks aren't social, but for the most part, it is. you stop to get a cup of coffee or tea, it's viewed as I'm here to get my caffeine, I'm leaving and going yep. about my business. Yeah. But in other cultures, that's not you the get way a pot, You get a
1: pot of tea and you share it. Yes. Yep, that's, where, that's where the whole college tea party happened because, you know, Essentially with loose leaf tea if you if you're not aware, um, you can re steep it multiple times and uh depending on the quality and grade, you could go up to something like fourteen, fifteen times with a really high quality oolong tea. Uh your typical black or green tea will just be uh, steep two to three times. But uh and for that social aspect, you know, I could brew a pot of tea and if one person comes in, if another person comes in, if another friend invites another friend, it's okay, I just pour more hot water. There you go. And we're good to go. Um we can just pour more cups of it. I'm and, thinking uh,
0: also in Japan and like in India, in Japan, there, there are ceremonies around tea too. Is there anything well, yeah. like that? Um, in um India?
1: there's definitely tea ceremonies across the world. Um, for India, I would say the ceremonies are not pro- yeah, non-existent would be a better word to put it. Uh, or traditions. <laughs> maybe ceremony. Yeah, I would tradition. say tradition. Yeah. yeah. Tradition. Um, yeah, know. there's nothing like the Japanese tea ceremony in India, but um, there's traditions of uh, you know the chai tea, the chai tea with milk and sugar is drink, drank out of which was, was traditionally drank out of a clay cup, and that clay cup kind of adds a nice earthy flavor to it. Mm. Um, you know, in the Himalayan mountains, they do a brew. It's a Kashmiri chai, which is actually a green tea boiled for about between half an hour to two hours with a little bit of baking soda and sugar, and from that green tea, it turns pink. Uh, which is
0: baking soda and sugar. Yeah.
1: Uh, I've, why uh, I keep trying to practice. I still haven't nailed it down. We've done it a couple of times at the shop and it's been hit or miss. Uh, and you take better measurements or notice of what I'm doing, but, um, yeah, the baking soda will turn it pink somehow. Mm. It's magic.
0: Some, some, yeah, some <laughs> chemical reaction of some yeah. sort.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I don't actually know what's going on there, but, uh, it pretty much, yeah, it's, it's oxidizing. That's what's going on. And, uh, it develops this pink hue as it, uh, boils. So uh
0: yeah, a lot of different specialty brews there. Does anybody drink coffee in India?
1: Yes, they do. Really? Uh yes they do. Um ten people? No, uh, oh. a lot of a lot of South India drinks uh coffee. Okay. And that's because uh that's what they're growing. They're growing coffee, so they drink coffee. That's about it. That makes sense. You're gonna drink what <laughs> grow co- you grow. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's it's amazingly affordable when yeah. it's in your backyard. <laughs> and it has uh, it, I mean
1: it has woven itself into the culture though, you know, let's let's go get a <clears throat> let's go get a latte or things like that. But um, yeah, most of South India will drink coffee over tea because that's what they grow.
0: All right. So I'm intensely. Do you have a tea <coughs> schedule? Because I. My own personal schedule? I find myself drinking certain coffees at certain times of the day, despite my best efforts. So I was curious, as obsessed as you are, if there's a particular way to drink for the. I guess Frank would call it for the cycle. If you're going to drink a yeah. lot of tea, is there an order <laughs> in which it works? And.
1: Uh, for my own personal cycle, I need a strong Assam black tea, or uh, sometimes I'll drink a Kenyan black tea in the morning, brewed extremely strong with milk and sugar. Um, later on the day... Question,
0: sorry. Why, why not cream? Why milk and sugar?
1: Oh, I think cream is too uh, too harsh for tea. It kind of sublimes the flavor. But okay. um, I like milk, but I go with whole milk. Um, no 2%, no skim. That's what I'm talking um, about. I like to, we like to whip it up, make sure it's steamed. Um, oh, so you steam the milk and add yes, it to yeah, it? Yes, yeah, not cold, I, I not knew cold you were milk. serious. Yep. I should have just yeah, assumed. There's that, uh, there's but, more going on. There, yeah, but, uh,
0: <laughs> of course it's easy, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: But anyways, uh, so black, so basically black tea in the morning. Um, I switch over to a green or oolong tea about around lunchtime. Uh, sometimes I'll ice it just because I'm running around the store. Um, I'll have another cup of black tea at tea at tea time at three or four. Um, and then I always have to have like a cookie or biscuit or something um and that's just out of habit and the worst part is uh you know if i'm not at the store that's like an issue um because suddenly i have to well actually no not, at this point it's not an issue uh because uh, i try to find a location that
0: sells my product and go there and go there, <laughs> and go there. <laughs> get something sweet and have a cup of tea what happened to tea time by the way <coughs> what a i mean I, I don't want the whole time to be tea time going clear your throat it's fine um And by the way, we are at alwaysbrewingdetroit.com, alwaysbrewingdetroit.com, and for some reason in the background you can hear singing. I'm not sure why, but just so if you're hearing it, you can uh, be aware uh, of what's going on in the background, conveniently located, by the way, between Southfield and Evergreen on the north side, open Monday through Saturday. Come check it out. You can also go online, alwaysbrewingdetroit.com. So did you recover from your... I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. Sorry. Yeah, no. Hey. That's fine. Excited. I yeah. know you. I know you're a little <laughs> sick. I appreciate you coming out today. Um, what happened to tea time? Seems like Eli should figure out a way to make that American that's, again. Uh,
1: that's what we're working on. Um,
0: is that part of the ma- the master plan?
1: I think no. I think tea time. You know, tea time. I would say is like five or five thirty. We are. That's one of our busiest times of the day. Is right after the work hour. Uh, we get a lot of wor- uh, workers in the area who come and meet their friends or meet so and so right after work. i think that's their tea time Hmm. that's their tea time um i'm not sure if starbucks across the street is busy at the same time but we're pretty busy then Hmm. um so i think it is making a comeback Uh, and people are looking toward tea because uh in a sense it is lower in caffeine uh than many coffees um and there are low caffeine options
0: so it's a good choice and you don't get coffee breath that's one of the things I hate about coffee. I love coffee so much, it's crazy, but you can't say after three cups of it that it improves my Yeah, I'm like, hmm, Tea doesn't do that for me for whatever reason. Maybe I'm not drinking enough. <laughs> Eli's like, Yeah, I drink it all day. I get yeah, the same Yeah, I
1: I like to joke. I like to joke that like my sweat smells like sunshine and flowers now from all the <laughs> from all the tea. Um um,
0: sunshine and
1: flowers, sunshine and flowers, not uh, just sunshine, sunshine <laughs> and flowers, sunshine and flowers. Yep, <laughs>
0: absolutely. So, you opened the shop. First of all, I know there had to be you're waiting to open your shop, there had to be some stress, but can you remember the first day you opened your brick and mortar? Yes, and what you felt like? And,
1: in- um, well, let's backtrack to the yeah, that opening. Uh, so the newspaper. Do not ever tell the newspaper you're opening until your doors are actually open.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh,
1: man. <laughs> the uh, the local newspaper uh, published that we were opening the day after Thanksgiving. And that's where that whole uh, sprinkler issue came into play and we had to wait another month. Um, Oops. So people were coming up to the door ready to buy the shop and we probably should have just open no i don't think i would notice. yeah Dude, <laughs> so I just, we, should, we should have just
0: gone with it um
1: but uh Did you cry so, yourself
0: yeah. to sleep every night yeah
1: so uh we had like a false start and then uh we finally opened and uh you know we were open but uh i learned i knew what i was doing i'm like all right let's 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 open this door we'll put turn the open sign on um turn the lights on uh open up the window and um I, I waited uh, three, four days, and then uh, that Thursday, I emailed one of the I emailed uh, Eater Detroit, which is one of the large, larger food bloggers or food food websites in the city, and uh, they published you know the first is not open. Go there, and uh, no one came that Friday night. <laughs> I remember that. That Saturday though, we were packed.
0: Um, so the first four days, no one walked in.
1: We had people walking here and there.
0: So a few, but uh,
1: yeah, a few here and there. But, um, you know, it's kind of like people were confused. Are we open? Are we not open? What's going on?
0: That's a great point, because yeah. when you're starting a business, things go wrong, sometimes out of your control, yeah. too, right?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. And uh, I've seen that, you know, now with many other businesses, they've had many false starts as well. Um, so my only advice is don't put publish your open until you're open. Um, and then from then, you know, I mean, we were we we're bleeding cash. Uh, we had no cash. Uh, everything went into, you know buying inventory and paying rent and whatnot and uh thank god i mean we made thousands and thousands of dollars those first those six days before christmas which was great so that
0: you said that with the christmas account so december accounts for 20 percent of your annual sales
1: i would say close to 20 yeah, percent. Um, that's pretty big yeah that's for, yeah definitely very big but uh from the scope of things i mean it doesn't mean you know i get my 20 percent and then uh you know i'm high in the clouds yeah don't spend it. the way i uh, need it in february. the way the way i was thinking i mean it's uh we got that 20 if we keep it on the bank account that pays for january february march yep um we've had a really good january this year so that's been great so uh still have some reserves i got a um, pound
0: of the i always say it wrong is it the Cin uh Kyoto central rose yeah gina loves that yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that yeah. i love that ice too you wouldn't think that'd be so good when you smell oh, yeah. it it's very strange
1: oh yeah that's uh i mean that's one of the things we work through our, with our customers is uh do they want it hot do they want it iced um uh, do they want it fruity um the flavor profiles change a lot from hot to iced um are they adding sugar are they adding honey um milk is an interesting uh situation with tea uh i mean i always you know i added milk to black tea but uh you know so customers want soy they want almond uh we also do offer for rice milk which is
0: great for iced brews interesting um, so you're like mixing multiple ways of yeah, um, how it taste
1: yeah so uh that completely changes the flavor um rice milk tastes terrible with black tea but tastes really great with a iced uh green tea or rooibos tea um
0: Oh, yeah. The sweetness. from Yeah. It. Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. And then uh, you can't do rice hot, though. Uh, the rice will separate. The rice milk will separate. I didn't know that. Yeah. I, d- I didn't know that until we yeah. did that. And then uh, <laughs> so you know, we, we, we brewed it for a customer and I poured myself a little sample on the side and I handed the customer a drink and I'm like, oh, my God, this is terrible. Um, That's where I had that moment. You know, you're, you hold your breath and you're like, I hope they don't leave a review. It's a terrible cup of tea I just gave them.
0: <laughs> Try it. I got to go. I'll be right back. That
1: yeah,
0: I keep saying it wrong. That Senka rose too. Yeah. by the way, in the middle of summer and you farmed all day. I'm talking okay. ice cold too, no sweetener. Oh my god, it's like the nectar of the gods. I oh mean. yeah, yeah. I drink a gallon of that every. It's not like your tea's cheap either, and I love every minute of it. Sometimes I'll go through a gallon and a half. It's so good. Something about it on a hot summer day. It just. I'm talking hot, too. I'm talking like ninety, hundred degrees. It just really hits the spot. It's so great. When did you know you were okay after you opened the business? Because I know uh, there's a period of time like, okay, uh, I burned my bridges, so I'm either going to die in this store or I'm going to be a success.
1: You know, uh, the first year has been waves. Um, December was awesome. And then January, February, March, was just sad and depressing and <laughs> snow and everything. Um, and then summer hit and we were a hit again. Um, and then September hit and I didn't know September was a, I didn't know September was a slow month. I did not know this. And Why I was freaking I? out. I was freaking out. I was asking all my <laughs> restaurant owner friends. I'm like, what's going on? I'm like, we're, we, we have like a fourth of the customers. I know school's in session and all that, but they should be here after school and whatnot. Uh, we picked up again in October. Um, and then the first week of November was our highest week of sales, with the exception of the week before Christmas. Hmm. Um, I wonder why. But uh, November 2nd, um, or the second week of November, the building next door started uh, renovation construction and put up barricades along the sidewalk. Son so suddenly, uh, our customer floor was down to a third. Um but then uh, now looking uh, in January, this January has been equivalent in sales to October. And that doesn't make sense to me at all when last January was terrible. It could be weather-related. It um,
0: has been a relatively warm yeah. year.
1: It could be weather-related or, and or it could be the local customers have taken, have taken up to us. Uh, we have a lot of regulars now. Uh, can almost memorize their orders. Um, and that could be one thing. Um, but uh, not laying down my guard yet. That's what I call it. Yeah, no, not laying down my guard yet. Um, so what? what so I don't, I don't feel. I don't feel uh, okay. yet I feel good. There, we I go. feel good. Um, and I'm still gonna the next day. I'm still gonna keep on going. I like the answer. But, yeah, like I'm. Not, I'm not done yet. <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know. When, uh, I don't know what my ideal goal is. I don't know what that means. Um, I can mean, I always see myself just. Going in my shop, I, yeah. Just no, want to be I running like around it. it all the time.
0: Seems like your business too. they're the good thing to a brick and mortar and food that might be challenging otherwise is the social experience, the habit, and also just getting them to taste it. You know, some yes. things you have to use, and it's harder to. well
1: Let's go back. That's that whole '90s marketing. Yeah, um, I want to. Talk, I, ca- I like calling it '90s marketing. Um, you know, we we are not selling cookies. We are not selling, I mean, we do sell cookies, but we as a company, we're not a cookie company. We're not a cupcake company. We're not a donut company, um, you know. If I Instagram donuts, when I do Instagram donuts, we get more. We get double, triple the likes in our tea photos. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, instra- Instagramming a cup of tea or even coffee, no matter how cool or whatever it tastes like, you know, it's just brown water.
0: <laughs> it is in a cup.
1: So, uh, what we do is uh, we're doing our ground marketing. We uh, we do a lot of events with the yoga studios. By events, I mean you know we'll we take over a five gallon carafe of iced tea to the yoga studios, set it up. Um and you know it's one of our new teas or whatnot and um just pick it up at the end of the day. So the customers are there the yoga the yoga crowd is trying the new teas. Um we reach out to new offices that come into the area and we'll do like a morning tea with that morning tea station, really have people sample the product. Um we're also we're 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 getting a bounce back from our wholesale um, Our business-to-business customers as well. So the restaurants we supply, we get a lot of those restaurant customers who are who have tried our tea, incidentally, and um, come back to buy the tea, buy it in bulk, take some home. That's Uh, what I did. Yeah. So, uh, and it's kind of it's accelerating. We have some momentum, and uh, now now I want to make that momentum more momentum. um, And uh, I have some really good employees, so uh, that's our new that's our challenge for this this spring. The spring and summer is uh, how do we make this momentum super momentum? How do we just make it explode? Um, and uh, I don't have an answer to that, but uh, yeah, well, uh, well I, no, I do have an answer to that. Putting uh, it in their hand, I like. Oh no, going to them. Yeah, right? I have an answer to that, um, and that is um, this is going back to starting your own business. Is a uh, been working at creating tools. Um, so for our teas, we figured out a, we've reworked how we describe teas. It's not. You know, we used to describe the tea in a two paragraph and two paragraphs on the side of a tea tin. Um, now we broke it down to flavor: vegetal, floral, or green, brisk, etc. Um, type: green, black, white, oolong, herbal, other. Um, caffeine level: low, medium, high. We just use these keywords, these zinger words, um, and, and then we, we have can, this
0: great um, yeah post.
1: I don't know. It's not. It's, what tea, you call it? Yeah, tea processing char. Yeah, because yeah. I went
0: to one of your tastings. It's it's an excellent yeah. way to. Because I'm a tea idiot, yeah. right? And how do you talk to a tea idiot when you're a tea psycho, right? Yeah. <laughs> you got to so put it in
1: English. Uh, yeah, we're trying to really um, work on creating the tea language. That's something that's replicable. Something, that, and then uh, create these tools to describe the tea fast, and also you know create a product label that I can replicate fast, kind of like a stamp almost. Um, one of the first things I did when I did decide to start the tea company was uh signed up for uh, a premium google drive account a business account and uh, i created 30 folders that i thought i would need and you know it was everything from uh, um, business agenda to finance to design labels to tea varieties just catalogs of information um a label folder a, a uh, research folder, I called it, uh, which had some of my competitors' information in there. Um, what are they doing? Um, just these little folders. So I was staying organized. So we're trying to, we're basically coming around and researching around from whatever I did three years ago and updating all that so that we can, you know, really use those tools and everyone can navigate the company files and whatnot easily and, it, and going beyond that as well. So our customers understand, you know, when they get, when they see a new T how can they? How can we make them understand it really fast? How can we make them build that connection to the tea fast?
0: Um, I like that because you only have a certain amount of time, right? You gotta you gotta hook
1: them five, five, ten seconds. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not gonna tell you about uh, the, the long story of Earl how Earl Grey came to be, but if you are sitting around the tea bar, I mean, I and you have time, we do, we will tell you about it. But uh, you know, it would be yeah, we have to sell it within ten seconds because there's a customer behind them and there's a customer behind them. So,
0: yeah, you got to do it fast and effective,
1: fast, effective, um, and informative. Um,
0: education yeah. is such a huge part of something like this, too. I liked when I yeah. was doing it how you did walk us through oh, yeah. what we we're tasting, and that is helpful to more to put a point on it like, look here, taste here. Do you taste this? Do you taste that? Oh, yeah, yeah, and you pay attention, and then you're like. No, I don't. But I taste this. Okay, uh, yeah. yeah, I can't. And taste uh, there's
1: it. many different personalities too. Uh, we we try to gauge what we try to gauge what type of tea they like. Um, you know, and a large part of it is a uh, do they want sugar in it? Yes or no? And that's like if it's a yes, it's like do they want like a lot of sugar in it? <laughs> do they want it to taste like a can of Arizona? Yes. And if they want it to taste like a can of Arizona, I tell my employees I'm like just pour sugar in it because if they don't get that sugary disgusting cup of tea. They're going to complain. Yeah. Say this is the worst thing ever.
0: <laughs> and you do want to get, you do want to give them something they like, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. We want to give them something they like, um, <laughs> even though it's, yeah. <laughs> Whether you agree uh, with
0: it or not, you want the customer yeah. to have a good experience. Oh yeah,
1: but uh, I mean, going back to like like milks, for example, milk doesn't work with all tea. Um, milk with a green tea or white tea, it'll either sublime. Um, you won't taste the tea at all. Um, if you add milk to something like lavender or uh, another flower tea. Or uh, flour in general, um, it'll coagulate. Yeah. Uh, and customers will order. You know, they'll come and ask, "I'll have lavender with milk. I'll have uh, rose with milk." And we're oh, like, good. "No, we can't do that." Like, yeah. we we tell them we can't do that. Yeah. We can do it. I mean, I can pour rose tea and are not going want to drink it. Milk together and give it to you if you want, but uh, no, we uh, we we steer them. We're like, "Oh, it doesn't really work well. It's sublime." So we try to say it in a gentle way. Um. So yeah, we're working having the customer develop this understanding um without making them feel we don't want them to feel stupid we want them to uh, want to learn more want to feel part of the t community
0: yeah you do a good job yeah. of that what what were some of the biggest mistakes i'm sure you're not done either uh, but
1: oh, uh biggest mistakes
0: um especially i think ones of a, you regret if there's anyone that you were like oh man i really shouldn't i did i know you don't necessarily know when you're doing it
1: but yeah um well, uh, one, I think of like products we no longer sell and why we no longer sell them. Um, we did a, I did a real, I thought, of, I thought it was a really cool blend and all that. It was a uh, black tea with uh pineapple, coconut, um, smelled great. When you brewed that it tasted terrible. Oh, it tasted like charred barbecue.
0: Um, <laughs> that does sound terrible. Yeah. That's the thing that. you want to drink. Yeah. Give me a cup um, of charred barbecue. Yeah.
1: That that was not something I did. Um, I don't know. uh, It was very interesting how much uh, work I used to do before opening the store and after the store. Um, Opening the store, I think I think I'm doing ten times the amount of work now, and uh, I don't know why I wasn't doing that before that makes sense. That is an uh, excellent point. Um working from home was, you know, a challenge being in that mindset of I'm just going to pound out this paperwork, I'm going to update the website, I'm going to take 30 product photos. It's very easy to get, become lazy and just sit on the couch. But um one thing I do is uh, I have a my little tea journal, my tea agenda. Every single day I list out everything I need to do. Um And uh, I mean, at this point, creating those lists, it's lists on lists lists of lists of things to do. (laughs) But uh, it's okay. I mean, because I just list it, list it and just just go one as as do as many as I can. Uh, My bad habit is I never I always say yes. I'm like, yeah, of course we can deliver. And then uh, like this week, uh, I had to push this one delivery off from Wednesday to Friday because I'm like, oh, shoot, Uh, because employee scheduling. And I said, yes, we can be there. We can't be there. Um, Oops. Yeah, I think that'll be okay. Maybe not. Uh, uh,
0: I say, unfortunately or fortunately, depending on how you look at it, if you're not pissing people off, um, some of the time I think you're leaving money on the table. Maybe that's maybe not, that I, I knows maybe not popular, but, uh, um, you want to stretch to where you, at least to me, You want to stretch to where I fail. Not so much that I drop everything, but yeah. where I drop a few things and then I'm honest about it and make it up. Right.
1: Yes. Um,
0: I want to know I went to bed at the end of the day, knowing I left it all in the field. And the only way I know how to do that is to fuck some shit up. You know, that's just the bottom line. Yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think I think sometimes I'm too nice though. Uh, I call it like uh, I gotta like channel my inner like business salesman, evil Tivana re- employee. Um, I feel so guilty sometimes. You know, I don't know. Come how oh, they other
0: evil Tivana employee. They,
1: yeah, evil Tivana co- corporate. They twirl slaves. their
0: mustache. So they. <laughs> <laughs> ruin people's tea lives. <laughs> they do.
1: No, Tivana Tivana ruins some of the teas for us uh, because we'll get customers come and say like, "Oh, I get I drink Silver Needle. It's low in caffeine." We're like, "No, Silver Needle is pretty high in caffeine." Tivana just doesn't know what they're talking about. Corporate doesn't know what they're talking about. Uh, but anyways, um, no, uh, you know, I am passionate about tea. I love tea, but uh, selling tea, putting the adding that business aspect to it is a whole other story, and uh, that's uh big um i don't know you'll see that across many food businesses you know uh maybe you want to sell your grandmother's banana loaf cake at a farmer's market and you're like i'm gonna turn this into a business but maybe you don't sell enough to turn it into a business um and you have to realize that but um i mean there's definitely moments you know we're working out at the store how we can push up sales more how can we get customers to buy more out the door um you know, we always want to give them a fair deal and whatnot. Um, so navigating that is uh, something new. But uh, we just try to be as fair as we can to our customers. Um,
0: what apps and software, and how do you, because uh, do you keep it all on paper? Or how do you organize your business life? Just what you could remember.
1: Um, um Oh, that's a good point. Uh, like I, I use tell you. Evernote so I, a
0: lot. What do you use? What? How do you keep? Your I think notes? I
1: should use Evernote, but I don't. Um, I use I have a I have a notebook. <laughs> it's paper. <laughs> a, old school. That's the only way. You know, I, I limit myself to like one page per day, and that's that's the amount of information I can take in. I can write smaller. I can write smaller if I need to. I can write larger, but I can only. That's what I can personally digest. Um, just do, doing that, and then uh, listing things out um event wise or event things and whatnot um have it on my iPhone calendar i use the app it's called i think it's called fantastic cal yeah it's it's spelled weird so okay. i'm sure you could find on the iphone store I'll google apps. it put it yeah uh, fantastic yeah, cal and that's just notes. because uh, it adds like a full calendar and it syncs between all my calendars um i used to use a blackberry i've used a smartphone since i can remember um i had a windows phone First, then two Blackberries, and then iPhone after that. Um, so I was very like in tune with getting all your emails on your phone. Um, I do have trouble with Android email clients. Um, otherwise, I think I would use Android. But mm. um, yeah, my iPhone email. My God, thank God I can just search anything. Um, I do use a PC though. I use a Windows laptop, um, and I'm super hyper ingrained in shortcuts and whatnot. <laughs> um, I, I, I I I have a Dell laptop. I run windows 8 i have taken off all that annoying bloat software uh, it pretty much looks like an older version of windows and um it's stripped down and it's just something i can easily navigate i wish i used a mac i feel like i feel like it's efficient a lot of people use it but um i don't know i use a windows i use a windows pc i use adobe i use my iphone um i think my notebook my notebook <laughs> my notebook saves me i leave a lot of sticky notes too um Tell the employees to remind me too, of
0: course. Which yeah. is, it's your job to remind me. I pay you. <laughs> when did you hire your uh, first employee?
1: <clears throat> um, like three days before opening. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Not a day this too. Is, soon. Uh, this is part yeah. of that bootstrap
1: catch, um, where you or, where you hire all your employees from Craigslist, and then, um, you know, six out of the seven are gone three months later, which is okay. Uh, the one that stayed, like she's a keeper. We love her. Um she's there every morning. Her name is Angela. Say hello. She likes cats. Um Angela
0: likes cats. Say she loves hello.
1: cats. Angela loves cats. Um which happens to cat people tend to like tea as well. Uh okay. so it works out. Um
0: So dog people like coffee, cat people yeah. like tea. Is that the, the arbitrary line we're drawing in the sand? I, is, is that how it works? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just making this shit up as I go. <laughs>
1: Actually, I think yeah, I, yeah you know, yeah. <laughs>
0: Did you figure out an an employee qualification process? A lot of people yes. hire too soon or hire oh. too late, but <clears throat> what everybody does is hire wrong. Right? Yeah. Um.
1: So one, you must like tea. You better like tea. Um, <laughs> we've That's had a, such a good point. Uh, we've had a couple people are like, oh, I don't drink tea. Um. So why the fuck do you want a job here? Or they come in. Oh God, we had a girl come in, high school girl come in, apply, holding a cup of star. Like, are you are you hiring? I was like no like, every, i was like all the all the employees saw saw me give like the worst evil eye in the world to this oh, they, girl
0: would have been tivana like yeah. hell no <laughs> Pack your shit up and go um home.
1: i mean i think it's a personality trait um a lot of our employees hang out after work with each other so they get along listen to the same music um all independent shopper types i guess you could call it uh what was the marketing term for this? Uh, cult, they are cultural creatives. Okay. They're all cultural creatives in one way or another. Um, I tried. I did try to uh, find a variety of personalities. So we have our girl who likes cats. We have our resident vegan. Um, we have the new girl who is all, is big into minimalism. Um, we kind of, our design styles don't match. So that's bad. But, <laughs> but uh, there are people who like minimalism. Um what is minimalism? I d I don't know that one. It's uh it's uh, you know. <laughs> know. Uh what's what, what is minimalism? I, um I have no idea. I'm about ready to Google this shit. I think uh, I think an Apple store would be minimalism ah okay yes uh yeah. we have our product which is good yeah it is it's good yeah I, it's good i get it now but yeah. uh it can it can be like too minimalist it could be like a portlandia joke sometimes yeah you, w- uh, <laughs> you want to <laughs> where you have that single shirt store <laughs> it's like one shirt that's it
0: <laughs> that's so funny we sell this shirt <laughs> you want to merchandise but <laughs> yeah you don't want shit everywhere you want to sell yeah. everything oh yeah.
1: yeah um yeah there's definitely a that's always that's something i'm definitely learning on is you know how to like display things that's uh it's interesting our current window display we just we're putting up a uh giant unicorn a giant origami unicorn with hearts that there's that's spewing out hearts for valentine's day i love it uh um, that's gonna
0: that's gonna bring people in how often do you change the that's like the display. old school like uh walking down the main street and they change the display yeah, yeah. every month or so um so
1: that's another part of it um Coincidentally, all these cultural creatives that I have in my stores who are basically millennials, um, on the older side of millennials, Um, they're all artsy. They all are artsy in their own way. Um, And we put that talent to use. Um, Some of them are good drawers. Some of them are good origami folders um the one boy is not very artsy though but that's okay uh he's probably more like me he's like he is he tries he, he's the best salesman though there you uh, go yeah he's best salesman gets a lot of tips uh he's single if you want to <laughs> go on a date with him yeah you, know, you guys number you're uh, <laughs> gonna
0: like why are everybody calling me asking me to go on dates this weird guy with a german accent i don't know what to do here does he want to go out no i don't <laughs>
1: Um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, having that variety of personalities and then, uh, people who definitely love your mission, who definitely want to see you create that modern tea atmosphere.
0: Um, how do you do that? How do you get people to care? Because I don't even know you that well and I care about your business. So you're doing (laughs) something,
1: right? Um, that's true. Um, you know, I think this goes back to like why my, my names, I wanted my company, I wanted my name to be in a company to hold myself responsible, but also have my customers, have someone to hold accountable too, um, you know. There is no Mr. Tivana. There was a Mr. Lipton, um, but Mr. Lipton's not really there anymore. Um, you know, my customers come and they will, frankly, ask like, "Oh, we ordered this tea and it didn't taste good. What, like, what went wrong?" And we'll talk, and we we'll be like, "Oh no, let's brew something else." And we always ask, "Like, how's your tea?" If it's, if the customers new, we'll happily brew something else because um, we want to find something that they like. Um, I think that sense of accountability is uh, what's missing from a lot, or yeah, that sense of accountability is disappearing in a lot of the business, uh, corporate world. Uh-huh. I can tell
0: you care. I think maybe maybe that has something to do with it. Like,
1: oh yeah, I, I, if, uh our bad, uh, like one. No, we have like three bad ratings out of the twenty. Oh, those are terrible customers! I flipped
0: out. <laughs> you probably stay up at night worrying about it, right?
1: Yeah. Well, it was uh, one of them was. Um, <clears throat> We had two stars. And uh, the only, I looked at the other reviews she left and uh, she gave Drought Juice, which is a uh, local uh, cold pressed juice juice company and definitely on the pinnacle of cold pressed juice in metro Detroit. She gave them three stars. The only places that were given five stars were uh, Cozy and Big B,
0: just corporate chain. Big B got five stars? Big B got five stars. This bitch don't know what a star means. Yeah. (laughs) You don't give Big B five stars. It's barely coffee. I call it pie in a cup. You want I don't, pie even, I don't even know why you would give a corporate company a star. You know, they're just doing the corporate thing. You know, well, maybe you really like pie in a cup. I want as much sugar in a drink as possible. That, well,
1: that was that was the issue with uh, the how tea did I that know? we brewed. How did I know our tea was not sweet enough for her?
0: I think Big B has figured out the exact amount of sugar they can put in a cup of coffee and still have yeah. it stay in a solution.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. But uh, no, I mean that is our challenge. is like when we do get those customers, how do we? Yeah, just
0: buy a can of pop.
1: We had we had one customer who did not pick up her tea from the pickup counter while we were busy on a Saturday afternoon, and left a bad review because she didn't get her cup of tea because she didn't decide to get up and pick up her cup of tea that she paid for and decided to leave. So and and leave a one star review as she left, of course. So that's a downside um, to the internet, right? Kind of like technicalities. Um, Yeah, a lot of technicalities, but uh, you do have to, you know, you have to reach out to your uh, friends. You have to uh, push them, and be like, "Hey, can you leave me a review? Can you help me out?" Um, I think that's one of the best things. You know, if you know if you know someone who is opening up their own business, I think one of the best things you can do is one, of course, tell all your friends, and then two, leave them a review on Google, leave them a review on Yelp, leave them a, a review on Facebook, anywhere you can. Um, or iTunes. Or iTunes. There on a you go. Podcast
0: on a podcast. Um, go to Eli that, Eli T. Yeah. <laughs> Where, where's it at let me find this thing i'm gonna yeah. plug you two here i don't want to plug myself and be that guy. go to elitbar.com T- Eli com. Yes, i'm Eli right back T-bar. down here there you go but
1: uh no i mean if you see an independent business and you want to see more independent business um you gotta tell tell the world you gotta help tell the world for them because they don't have that large marketing budget um our window display budget is like $40. <laughs> <laughs> you have a window display But budget. we can make a giant origami unicorn for $40. That is pretty badass. We just have to be super clever about it. Yeah. Do um, you
0: post any pictures of that thing yet? Uh, we're, we're hanging up today. Okay. So right. I did mean, not seen it, yeah. but I've been like the last cool. three days. I <laughs> I literally haven't hardly been on social media. So yeah. I'm like, did I miss it? When's it going up? I yeah. might have missed it. So, <laughs> What? Would you do differently? And we'll wrap this up. Let me know if yeah. I'm running too long. Too. Uh, How long? We're, do you we're getting
1: there. Like a couple minutes will be good.
0: All right. Like yeah. less than five.
1: Uh, sure.
0: Le- okay. Yeah. Hey, you tell me. <laughs> yes, please. <I> w- <laughs> yes. No problem. No problem. All right. Last short question. What would you do differently if you had to do it all over again? One thing though, just one. One oh, thing you could do differently.
1: I don't know. why It took me so long. <laughs>
0: That's a fucking great answer. That's the way
1: I put it. I'm like, why did it take, why, why did, did you this, wait? Why so long? did this take me so long? Um, you have an and I really, um, no, it was all confidence. It was backtracking to your quote. Um, it was all a matter of confidence, you know, launching your website, turning on your Facebook, saying you're going to start a tea company. I mean, my reaction is if anyone, even now, if they're going to say they're going to open a coffee shop, cafe, et cetera, I'm like, why would you do that? Why would you leave your corporate job? Like that's crazy. You're crazy. You are crazy. Mm. (laughs) Um, And especially, you know, uh, my family and whatnot. Of course, they thought I was crazy. Oh yeah, yeah. (laughs)
0: Like you went to college. You were you had a job. You 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 have a degree. (laughs) You probably got good grades. You're obviously intelligent. (laughs) Throw it all away on some piece of shit and you want to do what? (laughs) Sell tea out of a store like a commoner. Well, uh, I'm glad you did. No,
1: that was uh, that's what I had to build up. You know, that was was that confidence. Um, that's the biggest obstacle. Um. Thank you. I appreciate
0: oh. it. Oh, thank you. That is that is great, ladies and gentlemen. I know this one's going to be a little shorter, but that's fine. He's a busy entrepreneur. Thank you, Eli. Go to eli e l i t e a bar dot if you're local, or next time you're in Detroit, you can go see him physically. One oh eight South Old Woodward Avenue, Birmingham, Michigan four eight zero zero nine. This will be in the show notes you can order the tea online or you can physically go to the store i think you should do both if you're local it is a fun experience thank you so much for coming out i had i had a great time i feel like we could have gone on for two more hours but i understand you got to go back maybe in six months or a year i can have you back on check in see how it's going what do you think about sounds good me sounds good thank you so much and if you enjoy and find this podcast helpful share it with your friends give it a like I'd really appreciate it if you rate it on iTunes, Stitcher, whatever. If you're going to give me a shitty rating, too, maybe send me an email first. Give me an opportunity to fix it. <laughs> um, if not, hey, I'll, I'll suck it up. I'll take it like a man. Go to renegadedetroit.com, renegadedetroit.com. If you're interested in local meetings, go to meetup.com forward slash investors, or facebook.com forward slash Detroit Investment Club. You can hit me up on Twitter at Jeremy Burgess. Or go to youtube.com forward slash user forward slash Detroit Wholesalers. And as I wrap up this podcast, you know what's coming? I will to take a moment to encourage you to take your steps you need to become financially independent. I know. A lot of distractions. Mistakes. Maybe you got a bad start in life, you know? Fucking cry me a river, man. Pick a goal. Start. Stick with it. Don't give up. And do something every day to get you closer to your goal, even if it's a one step. Thank you so much for listening. I know you could be doing a lot of different things. I really do appreciate your attention and your time. And until the podcast next week, crush it.